My name is David Adam, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm also the editor at Muddy River News. I've also coached youth sports teams uh, for the past 42 years, and today we're going to talk about one of the places where I got my start as a youth sports player, as a youth sports coach, and that's the Quincy Family YMCA and what the YMCA offers kids during the summer and throughout the school year. Joining me is Jim Chamberlain, the CEO for the YMCA. Welcome to this podcast. David, thank you very much. Very excited to be here. Now, this is the first time we've met. We've talked yeah. over the phone or texted each other a little bit. So tell me, tell your listener or our listeners about your background, how you got to Quincy, and, and what do you do at the YMCA? Absolutely. Yeah, I would love to share. Um, so my background is very heavily involved with the YMCA. Um, some of my earliest memories were growing up playing youth sports at the Y. Um, where were you originally from? So I'm originally from LaSalle, Peru, um, north of Bloomington, um, probably about an hour north of Bloomington. Sure. Um, and I grew up there. I Again, some of my earliest memories, I remember every Saturday morning. Whatever sport was in session, my parents had me enrolled. Um, made a lot of good friends um, throughout the Y and through Y Sports. Uh, much like, and, and I hear stories like that all the time. Um, and, and so what I realized is the Y did different things for me throughout my life. So it kept me, um, kept me safe, kept me healthy, kept me active um, through youth sports. As I got a little bit older, I remember um, some of my uh, schoolmates started getting into smoking and drinking and some other things that I knew I didn't want any part of. So I would always say, nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to the Y. The Y provided an excuse for me that I would go to the Y and I'd be there till close every weekend. And I was a gym rat growing up and I loved every minute of it. Mm -hmm. um, and then as I got a little bit older, it started to introduce me to some, um, I used to play um, open gym, um, pick up basketball around noon and um, just other things at the Y. And it started to get me connected within the community. And I, like I said, as I look back, it did different things for me personally throughout my life mm -hmm. that I didn't even know it was doing. Such as? Um, well, well, some of those things. It, it provided that safe place for me to go because I didn't want the negative influence. And I, I firmly believe the first time a kid smokes or tries drugs or does something like that, they don't want to do it. They're in a situation that they may not want to be in, and there's peer pressure involved. So one of my goals at the Y is how do we provide a space where you won't get that influence? Um, for example, we just hosted a teen night um, in partnership with Teen Reach and Young Life. It was a great event about uh, beginning of June, and it was just a free event. Just come to the Y. You won't get those influences. It was a late-night event. Um, we had the lights on. We had uh, police there who were participating in the activities with us, but just really a fun event. And, again, the whole idea is just we don't want – kids to get into situations where they're experiencing that peer pressure. So did you, did you work for the, did you go on to work at the YMCA in LaSalle in Peru or what is your, what was your professional background before coming here? So um, one of my first jobs growing up was I was actually, I, I did youth sports at the Y up there um, and I was a youth sports coordinator. So I would coordinate the different sports. Uh, I wasn't a manager at all. I was a college kid doing that. Um, when I got into college, I actually got a degree in mechanical engineering, didn't know what I wanted to do, got into consulting and manufacturing. Um, I was fortunate I was able to travel the world and work with companies, global companies, on how to uh, improve their processes and, and bring products to market faster. Through that, I was looking for a company to give back to, uh, or an organization, a nonprofit to give back to, and, and how do I give back and do my part? So I started thinking, okay, what played a part in my life? And the YMCA came to mind. I didn't even know the Y was a nonprofit. So it was very, very interesting as I started to go through this, how can I now be a part of making sure other kids have the same benefits that I got 
coming up, growing up through the Y. How long have you been in Quincy? Um, I've been in Quincy for almost three years now. And um, now, so what do you, I mean, okay, it says on the website, CEO. Yes. Okay. I'm sure you do wear many more hats than just <laughs> CEO when you're working in an organization like the YMCA. Absolutely. Well, and, and just, just to finish where I was going, so I joined the board of directors of the Y in Peoria. I was living in Peoria at the time, and that's where I found out about the mission and just fell in love with it. And I loved my job, but I didn't want to go back to work because I wanted to do the Y's mission and how do we help more people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when I, I talked to my wife and I started looking at, okay, how we're both from Central Illinois, so Quincy's a great spot for us. Um, so we were looking here locally in Central Illinois and, and this opportunity came up. So, um, to, so to answer your question, there are a lot of different hats. Um, and it's, it's interesting um, how when I was a, a board member, you really don't have a lot of information. You don't know a lot about the detail and the, the day-to-day operations. And I think that's by design. That's not a bad thing. Sure. Um, so coming in, I, I acknowledge that coming in, but um, really just learned it, it blows me away even more now that I'm in the details and in the trenches of all of the amazing things that the YMCA does and so many other nonprofits do for the community. Um, and part of the challenge is with limited resources, limited money, limited staff, how do we tell our story so people know about what's available, but also all the good things that are happening in the press? Sometimes we hear a lot about maybe some of the negatives, but there's a lot of good things happening. And specifically here in Quincy, I mean, it's a, it's an amazing community and we're very fortunate to be here part of it. All right. Now, correct me if I'm wrong in this, but yeah. if I had to give what I believe is the public perception of the YMCA in Quincy, Illinois, not the YMCAs across the country, but what do, yeah. what do people think about the YMCA in Quincy? It's primarily a place for adults to go exercise, get in shape, stay in shape. I know that that's not, that that's not fair to all the different activities that you yep. offer there, but that's, it's primarily for that. How much of what the YMCA offers is designed for adults Mm-hmm. And how much of what the YMCA offers is designed for kids? And th- that's a great question. Um, and and those those things are very important. The uh, being able to come work out, go swim in our pool, um, play basketball in the gym, or soccer in the gym, or volleyball. Um, we have the baseball fields out back. So there are a lot of different activities. Um, the the divide is it's tough to quantify mm-hmm. um, because we have. I mean, if if you talk about diversity, the YMCA is an amazing place for diversity from ages to races to face to um, really any any category you can think of the why just brings them all together and that's really our mission our mission um, we're here to be a community center we're not here to be a gym however we have a gym and that's an important part of of what we are but it's how we use that to bring people together and it's amazing to see the friendships and i just from my own experience, making friends with people at the Y, sometimes you'd go to the Y, hey, I'm going to go to the Y and meet up with some of my friends, and that's just what we would do. We would go work out together, or we would go play basketball, or whatever it is. So, um, But there are, and we're, we're constantly looking for what else can we do to serve the community, whether it's like the food box distribution we did over the past several months, um, other, other activities, just community-focused activities, but also other challenges, other events. Um, how do we continue to invest in the community? How much of your time do you think is spent, since this is a youth sports podcast, how much of your time, how much of the wise time, 20%, 30%, 50% goes toward the development and execution of activities for kids? 
Absolutely. And we have dedicated staff um, who spend 100% of their time doing that. Um, and and we have a few different activities, a few different areas. So we have specifically youth sports, mm-hmm. and we, we have quite a few youth sports. We're also looking at how do we improve those? Um, how do we tweak them? How do we add to them? How do we expand? Um, but also on the other side, we have an amazing summer camp program, and we are maxed out. Um, and we have a wait list still currently mm-hmm. um, for our summer camp program. We have after-school programs programs. Anytime kids aren't in school, we have a program for them at the Y. Um, And we, again, we have full-time staff dedicated to not just how do we structure it, but how do we improve it? What else can we do to improve the services? Because it really provides a huge benefit to the parents um, and to the employers in town too, because if there's an issue with childcare, their employee may not be able to come to work. So it really does have a, a compounding community impact. Talk a little bit about your youth sports programs. Yeah. I know you have a baseball league. Yes. You have a flag football league. Yes. Um, I know that at before you were here, at least I, I'm fairly sure of this, <laughs> you used to have a fairly thriving tackle football league. Yes. But that, do, that, but that doesn't exist. Is, am, I, am I correct? Yes, that, that's, that's correct. That's no longer there? Yep. How has, uh, for the most part, I'm going to guess that the sports that are offered at the YMCA are participatory. They're beginner level. I mean, they're, they're there for, for kids to Come join the Y. Come have yeah. some fun. But at least in Quincy, Illinois, there's a big push to, I got to be on a travel team. I got to yes. travel to go play baseball here. I got to travel to go play basketball there. How has the advent of travel sports affected the participation levels in youth sports that the YMCA offers? And that's a great question. And and there definitely is an impact. And and from what I read and what I see and, and hear, um, that impact is is nationwide. Um, kids are becoming more specialized in their sport, um, which is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a bad thing. So growing up, my if you asked me what my favorite sport was, it was whatever sport was in season. There you go. Um, Amen. Preach to the choir. <laughs> I remember I had a varsity coach um, who told me that I was a better basketball player because I played football. Um, and, and vice versa. So the diversity of sport, um, let alone, and I'm not a doctor and I'm not an expert in that field, but let alone just the muscle development and the muscle use, um, diversifying the muscles. I mean, if you get a pitcher who, who isn't taking a break, they're going to throw out their arm. I mean, before high school or by the time they get in high school. Um, so I, I think diversifying sports, I, I highly recommend. I think it's imperative. I am, my wife and I have talked about it. We are going to do that with our kids to make sure that they do. The other thing I realized, too, is everyone develops at a different age. So if you have an 8-year-old um, son, daughter, doesn't matter. If you have an 8-year-old who is really strong baseball player, softball player, um, that doesn't mean they're set to go play varsity ball and go to the pros. Because, for example, as I was growing up, my favorite sport was whatever. And then as I started to, to mature, I started to kind of realize, hey, I'm developing in this area or, or that area. Um, and my favorite sport changed. And so I didn't play youth football. I played tackle football, or not tackle, I played flag football at the Y. Mm-hmm. But I didn't play youth tackle football growing up. Um, but I ended up playing um, varsity tackle football and almost went to college to play football. And I never would have thought that. Um, so I, I think the specialization of sports, um, I, I think is, is a bad thing and I think it's not in the best interest of the kid. So how does the YMCA adapt to be able to still give kids a chance to play who don't have the money or the skills 
or the interest in traveling. So, and, and that's, that's the perfect question. So what we try to do is we try to make the why accessible for everyone. Um, so we talked about travel on the other side of that. I also talked to a lot of parents who said, Oh, my kid doesn't want to play football. He doesn't like football. Well, but, but sports is so much more than the specific sport they're in. There's so many benefits that a child gets and even parents get, um, and coaches get from sports. Um, I, I mean, you learn leadership, you learn, um, teamwork, you learn respect, how to respect your coaches, your other players, the umpires, the officials. Um, I mean, just a responsibility. You have to show up to practice. Hey, where's your equipment? You have to make sure you're picking up but also how to win gracefully how to lose honorably um, keep your head up it teaches resilience so if if you strike out hey don't hold your head down get it next time because you're going to strike out I mean what do they say if you strike out 70 um, percent of the time you're still you're going to be a hall of famer yeah. if you're in the pros so um, that failure isn't final so the resilience the incredible thing from my coaching experience is watching the kids confidence um, so their confidence level from the start of a season to an end of a season, as they start to hit the ball more, as they start to make their first basket, um, if they run for a touchdown, it's incredible how they just come out of their shell and they just start beaming with confidence. Um, and, and that's really, as we look at, and we've had discussions, hey, why do we do youth sports? Do we need to keep doing youth sports? And the answer is yes, but why do we do them in the first place? We're not doing it to make money. We're doing it for the community, but really for the kids. How do we develop these kids I had uh, a gentleman come in a couple of years ago, um, and he, uh, he was in his 90s, and he came in, and he brought back a towel. It was YMCA towel. He said he stole this over 80 years ago when he was a kid playing at the YMCA here in Quincy, um, and he told me, he said, Jim, the YMCA kept me out of jail, and I said, wow, that's quite a statement. Um, I said, tell me about that. So we, we sat and talked for a while. He told me that the YMCA... I kind of like I was sharing earlier, he had friends that were going out making maybe some less than ideal choices. Mm -hmm. And he chose YMCA youth sports. Um, and what he did through that is he it kept him on the straight and narrow. He ended up going into the military. He was a World War Two vet and just very honorable, very impressive uh, gentleman. Um, so it was very, very interesting and, and eye opening to talk to him. Um, but again, just the, the benefits that sports provide. Um, the travel specialization, but also the other, if, if you're not sure if your kid likes football, football provides so much benefit and not just football, but any sport. Um, I really encourage, let, let your kid try it out. Um, let them go through the season because life is hard. And I know sports are hard, but life, these sports are going to teach life lessons for these kids and really help build their community and their confidence. Let's take a break to listen to let our listeners know about our sponsors. First, no matter the age or fitness level, Excel Performance Health and Wellness has a program for you. It offers a youth sports development class, a sports enhancement program, personal training, and online training. They create custom programs that will give you the best results you're looking for. Contact Excel at 217-224-3482. Also, Tri-City Sports. It's not just a soccer store. You can find the best selection of your Quincy High School and Quincy Notre Dame fan wear to root on your favorite team in the store at 535 Main in the Main Center. Need screen-printed apparel for your business, organization, fundraiser, or sports team? Call them for details at 217-224-2489, and they still all carry of all of your soccer needs. Uh, I know you... Uh, uh, just recently entered into a new partnership 
with the Quincipi Soccer League. Tell the listeners about what's happening there and how that's going to benefit the YMCA. Absolutely. So, um, and, and really the main benefit is, is for the kids in the community. Um, so Quincipi, I mean, has an incredibly long history um, and just a great, great organization. Um, as we started our initial discussions, the, our, our values really aligned. We're here for the kids. We want to make sure every child has the opportunity to participate. And, and the same is true um, at any Y sport. We don't turn anyone away. Scholarships are always available, and we always have people that, that, that um, are able to leverage that. Um, so that's really how the conversation started with Quincipi Soccer. Um, again, our, our values align, great organization, and they're just looking, okay, what does our future look like? Um, so right now what we are doing with them is we are helping them with just some of the administrative side of it, um, helping them with processing registrations and um, anything else we can do to help promote. Um, we, we know that last year was tough on any and every youth sports program. Um, so they weren't able to have a season. So now they're relaunching into the community. Um, and so we're going to do everything we can to help them, um, get this season started this fall. Um, and by the way, registrations are open. If <laughs> <laughs> No if problem with the shameless yeah. plug in the middle. That's completely <laughs> acceptable. Um, yeah, so we're, we're excited. We don't know exactly where it's going to go yet, but we're in discussions with them. Um, again, they're just great, great organization. And we really feel that our values um, really align with what's in the best interest. And, of the and, and, and Jim's being very kind here in regard to, you know, hey, they're still discussing things. But the fact of the matter is that the Quincipi Soccer League has been a volunteer-based organization for mm-hmm. almost all of the 50-some-odd years that it's been together. And the fact is, sometimes volunteer-based organizations have a hard time finding volunteers after after a while. Uh, I had a chance to sp- speak with some of the members of the, the board uh, with the Quincipi Soccer League, and there is a possibility that the YMCA may just ins- essentially take over the league and potentially uh, get the property there at uh, uh, 40th and, and, and State. But that's still something that, that's – Right now, you're taking baby steps in yep, that process, absolutely. right? Yeah, the, the goal is in the best interest of the league. So we're not trying to rush anything, and we're really doing it um, following their lead. So what? Uh, how do they want to proceed with it? At what pace do they want to proceed? So I think uh, the discussions have been off to a great start. Um, we told them we are not going to, on our own, try to get into um, a competitive soccer program that's going to compete with them, compete with the park district. That uh, We don't feel that's in the best interest. Um, but, yeah, depending on what they decide on how their future goes, we are open to that discussion and in that discussion right now. How does the YMCA, and you, you, you have the, the offerings that you have, you have all of the facilities that you have, um, then you have the Quincy Park District, mm-hmm. which has some of the same opportunities, some of the same types of facilities. Um, is there ever an opportunity to – Work with them to be able to say, well, if you're offering this, then we're going to offer that. Or do the two sides essentially have to operate independently of each other? And if we have duplication, that's just the way it, way it goes. That's a great question. And I will say I am very open to uh, collaboration. Um, to give you an example, when I was on the board of directors in Peoria, mm-hmm. um, they started working on a partnership with the park district and they, what they said, um, the park district there was focused in some other areas and they said youth sports, um, while they're, they're big and, and very popular, um, the, the, essentially the partnership was going to be the Y was going to start working with the park district and possibly working towards combining the efforts to offer a better program for all. 
Um, and that would allow the park district to focus in some other areas. Um, now, I'm not implying sure. anything here. Um, other than to answer your question, I would say yes, there, there could definitely be some potential. Um, I don't know what that could look like. Um, but just in listening to some of your previous uh, podcasts, um, I didn't realize the full history. So it was very educational listening to some of your discussions. Um, and, and I think there's, there's some great organizations in town. Um, the park district, I know you, you talked about the tackle, talked with the tackle football program. Um, one of the ways we're looking to potentially collaborate is through, we've done, we've done leagues a lot, but we haven't done a lot of camps. So one of the things that we realized is, hey, we have kids come in and they play games, but when do you learn? You don't learn in the game. You practice, the game is for practicing what you learned. So how do we teach kids fundamentals? And if, if we really look at the, the biggest benefits come in those practices, you learn how to swing a bat, you learn how to catch a football, how to shoot a basketball, um, but you also learn the teamwork. You build the relationship with, with your team. So we are looking at, uh, and actually we're, we're running some camps now. So we have a football camp started, and this football camp isn't just for flag football. We're going to work on skills and teach skills that are valuable, whether you play tackle football or flag football um, and then we're putting plans in place for basketball camps um, baseball camps and and some other things that we're also looking into we did just have a, a, a volleyball which was primarily a camp um, and that was earlier this spring very popular we maxed out on that as well um, but we're just we're trying to what well, again how do we help the kids develop so if if you choose to go out on a travel and I'm not discouraging travel sure. but if, if that's the route you want to go how do we how do we prepare them for that how does the Y also, I guess, adapt? Mm -hmm. The fact is, is that when I was a kid, the YMCA was the place you went to go play basketball. Um, you went to go play tackle football. Um, and uh, not when I was there, but not long after when I was there as a kid, and I coached baseball at the YMCA yeah. for, for, for many, many years. The fact is now kids are in, interested in so many things. Yes. How does the Y determine let's offer this, let's stop offering that. How do you adapt to the changes to the what kids want to do these days? And what are some of the new things that you're offering out there that maybe an old fogey like me <laughs> didn't even realize you were offering these days? Absolutely. Um, one of the ways we do it is through surveys. We, we ask. We ask the kids. Um, we ask the parents. We ask the coaches. Hey, how did it go? What feedback do you have? Um, we, we have a baseball program going on right now um, where every night of the week we're playing baseball um, and trying to make up rain out games now. But, but um, just, we've already – I was in discussions yesterday with some coaches and parents on some feedback. Hey, here's some things that we could do to, to improve. And um, so, so continual feedback – Another thing we do, too, is we're constantly looking at just um, the, the demographics. We're looking at trends um, across the world, across the nation, across the area. Um, and also, we're in discussions with otherwise. One of the best things about the YMCA organization is we're a federated model, which means we're not a franchise. We don't have to do what the National Y tells us to do. Now, there are a few rules we have to follow from uh, child safety and aquatic safety and branding. But other than that, we have the autonomy. We can do what we need to do for Quincy for Adams County for this area, um, which which is very empowering, mm -hmm. um, because every community, while there's some similarities, there are some unique challenges in each community. Um, so as we're in discussions with otherwise, actually, to, to answer your question, one of the things that we're actually launching is an esports program. So esports. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. So esports, um, and and not a lot of people know the extent of esports that's out there. 
Um, so I, I think esports started with the bad reputation of all kids want to do is game, so they just want to get and play video games. That, all that's day. not what they want to do. Well, it, it, it is a lot of times, <laughs> <laughs> but but there's also more to it than that. Sure. Um, so one of the things, and and we've talked to Wise from throughout the country, um, and I've I've had discussions in Wise in California and Florida and, and Wichita, Kansas, and and right here and and actually in Hannibal, um, they have an esports program in the high school, um, and and one of the one of the misnomers is okay kids all they want to do is just go play video games there's no socialization it's not good um, i want them to get out put the games down get out of the screen um, and, and there is a lot of truth to that however we also try to meet kids where they are so if if all kids want to do is play video games again we're not the parents how do we meet those kids and provide benefit to where they want to be so if kids want to play esports Let's look at what we can do for that. So we actually were part of a uh, pilot program for the National YMCA. We are one of five YMCAs across the country um, right here in Quincy. And we piloted a tournament. And we are, um, I think I'm allowed to announce this, but we, <laughs> we're putting together a national tournament for eSports for the YMCA. No kidding. Um, so the, the, the kind of simple premise is um, you play at your local Y, and there will be um, local, regional, and even national tournaments. And, I mean, Quincy could have the potential to host a national tournament where we would have YMCA competitors and otherwise from throughout the country coming in. Um, so it could be a, a, a huge opportunity. Um, so we've partnered with an outside organization, um, and this is what they do. They manage and build tournaments, and they're really making the process seamless for us. Um, but the other thing uh, I think a lot of parents don't realize is you can get a college scholarship with eSports. I was at a college that offered that same thing. Yep. Um, and there's two right here in the area that, that have eSports programs. So um, we've been in discussions, and we are in discussions with them. Um, and I, I think there's more opportunities there, but we are still in the early phases of this, but I was talking to a Y who did a, a teen night and I, I believe it was in Wichita and they did a teen night and it was a late night event on, I think a Saturday night and they dedicated one night to esports, and they had over 300 kids come and they said about 90% of them have never been to a Y before. Um, these are kids that thought the Y didn't have anything for them. So they would be the kids that people would maybe traditionally think they'd be sitting in the room playing games, not socializing. But there's so, – so it brings teams together um, where teams actually practice together. And there's just like you're going out to play baseball, there's structured practices, there's structured rules. Um, all the discussions are monitored. There's online bullying um, that occurs. So we're able to monitor that and prevent that and provide instruction for that. The other thing is from a production standpoint, um, there's online streaming channels where you can get on and watch people play video games. And I know we may not think that's, that's anything not, special. That's not my cup of tea, <laughs> but I know it is. When, when I, I saw something like the Barclays Center in New York was packed for some national video game championship of some kind. And I'm yeah. thinking, you could hand me a ticket to that, and I wouldn't go. <laughs> but they're not trying to reach. I'm Absolutely. not the demographic they're trying to reach. Absolutely. And, and you can literally make millions of dollars um, playing in tournaments, global tournaments, um, just by winning esports. So there, we see that this is, this is a trend, um, and we're jumping on it. Um, again, we're in the early stages, so if anyone would like to volunteer um, have uh, just – know more about it, please reach out. Um, but to, to answer your question, we are looking at, okay, what else can we do? How else do we reach more people and more kids and really bring, bring people together? Thank you. 
This has been it's been fun to meet you, and it's been fun to kind of catch up on what the Y offers because I spent so much of my youth there, but I haven't yeah. been back, and I, I'm just glad to know that it's still flourishing. It absolutely is. The Y's been in Quincy for almost 170 years. It's a very long history, and um, very excited about the future of where we're headed. And thanks for listening to today's podcast. You can catch other podcasts about youth sports by clicking on the podcast link on our website at muddyrivernews.com.